Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome into a new feature that we are bringing you here on Portland's Afternoon News. Every Friday, we're going to take a few moments and look at stories that are happening where you live, outside of Portland. It's a lot of area to cover, so to help us do that is Dana Haynes. He is the newly promoted editor-in-chief of the Portland Tribune, Dana Haynes. Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News. I'm glad to be here. This is great. Yeah, congratulations on the promotion, and let's start here. While you are the editor-in-chief of the Portland Tribune, you also are helped to watch over all the papers that the Pamplin Media Group has, which is a pretty big task, right? Yeah, just so people know, Pamplin Media Group is about 25 weekly newspapers and a couple of monthly papers, and we're all throughout the metro area. We have papers from as far away as Prineville and Madras, but most of our papers are right here in the metro area. And in fact, we have more reporters and photographers with boots on the ground than any other media source in all of Oregon. And that is why we are teaming up with you on this. So tell us what some of these papers are covering this week. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of papers in Washington County. We have Forest Grove, Cornelius, Hillsboro, Beaverton, Tiger, Tualatin. Um, our Beaverton paper, I used to be the editor of the Beaverton paper, um, they're, they're pretty excited because uh, the Beaverton West End District apartments are about to open. It's a mixed-use development. It's at Southwest Walton Valley Highway and Murray Boulevard, 12-building complex. It's gone up over the last year where an old Kmart used to be. When it's fully built out, and the final building is expected uh, in fall 2022, it's going to feature 424 units and well over 30,000 square feet ground-level commercial space. And this is huge because, as your listeners know, the entire region is facing a vast shortage of affordable housing. So projects like that, they have an impact on every community. It's pretty, ama- it's pretty amazing, Dana. I drive by that area every day, and to watch that thing go up where there used to be a shopping center is absolutely crazy. And a, a lot more development happening in Washington County and Clackamas County and Sunland, Multnomah County. So that's going to be the norm for the next 10 years, I think. Um, over at the Hillsborough paper, they got this really great uh, profile on a DACA, DACA recipient uh, who went from being a farm worker, living in a camp, to being a successful entrepreneur. DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Um, reporter Max Edgner and photographer Jaime Valdez met, met this guy. His name is Daniel Diaz. He's 29 years old. He's a self-made entrepreneur, got his own business. And he works uh, not that far from the migrant farm worker camp where he grew up with his family. This is a really good read. I'm going to pick it up for the Tribune next week. That's going to be great. Now, another area you cover well and where a lot of our listeners live is Clackamas County. What's going on out there? Yep, we got papers in Lake Oswego, Westland, and Canby on one side of the river, and we got Oregon City, Clackamas, Gladstone, Happy Valley, Milwaukee, Sandy, had a bunch of papers there. Um, and the big story, that kind of funny story, I think, in the Wilsonville spokesman is the Oregon Aviation Board has accepted funding from the Federal Aviation Administration to complete the Aurora Airport Master Plan. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but this has been controversial for a decade out there. The Aurora Airport Improvement Association, which represents businesses and pilots at the airport, have asked uh, for a green light for a thousand foot runway extension. And the city of Wilsonville has vigorously opposed this runway extension. And this fight has been going on since 2012. So, Dana, Uh, what's funny about that is this is a story that may not matter to a lot of people who live in Vancouver or Portland or Beaverton. 
But to those listeners that we have who live right there in Aurora and Wilsonville, like you said, this is something they've been fighting for years or, or fighting over for years. Yeah, it's one of those little stories that has huge impact, but a very small footprint. And the, the really good piece from the Wilsonville spokesman uh, moving that story forward. Over at the Sandy Post, uh, we have a reporter named Brittany Allen, and she's got this really touching obituary for Stella Camacho, who was 97 and who was literally a Rosie the Riveter during World War II. Uh, Stella worked for Lockheed uh, in Burbank, California in the 1940s when she was 22, while her husband, was uh, Arthur, was serving in the 8th Air Force 466th Bombardment Group for the Army. Um, as a riveter, Stella climbed under the wings of B-17s to work on them, wearing the, you know, the, the jeans and the plaid shirt and the headscarf, just like the famous Rosie the Riveter image. She was literally that image. This is a really sweet read, uh, very nice obit. I got to be honest with you. Those types of stories are what I look for when I pick up those papers, the Sandy Post or uh, the papers out in Forest Grove. It's those stories that you're not going to find anywhere else, and that really is something that we're looking forward to hearing about. Yeah, and Brittany does a wonderful job of finding those human stories in the, for the Sandy Post. It's always that paper's always a good read, I think. Now, of course, one of the biggest, largest suburban papers you have is the Gresham Outlook. We've got a lot of listeners there. Yeah, I used to work for the Gresham uh, paper uh, many, many years ago, uh, so I'm pretty familiar with that. And this week, the big thing for them, and the last week, was high school graduations. But that's true in all of our suburban papers. We're doing photo coverage at virtually every Pamplin Media Group paper of high school graduation. Because if you're living out in the burbs, high school graduation is a, is a rite of passage. It's a big deal in smaller towns. Um, Beyond that, Christopher Kaiser, who's a reporter in Gresham, has got a story this week saying that the drinking water in Gresham is safe, and this is despite a chlorine shortage. Now, chlorine is used to disinfect drinking water and to treat wastewater, and a lot of the communities around the nation are running out. The problems are factors of the COVID-19 isolation, an increased demand for backyard pools, and a fire at a Louisiana chlorine plant that has combined to create the worst chlorine shortage this country has ever seen. Um, meanwhile, there's a Westlake chemical company in Longview, Washington. They have no idea when they're going to be able to get back to manufacturing the sodium hydrochloride that all these cities use. So a lot of cities are in trouble. Gresham says its water supply should have enough chlorine to meet demands through the projected downtime of the chlorine plant. That means if you're living in Gresham, you got clean and safe water, no need to stockpile water, you're going to be all right so far. All right. So, Dana, we've talked about all the good stuff. Of course, the big news today Governor Brown lifting the restrictions either when we hit 70% or June 30th. I'm sure you guys are all over that as well. Yeah, this has been a roller coaster ride for everybody. It's been uh, up and down. Our numbers uh, for uh, hospitalizations and deaths has continued to go down pretty rapidly because lots and lots of people, especially here where you and I live in the metropolitan area, have been fully inoculated. I am. My wife is. Uh, we went out and saw a movie this last weekend so in the Heights. Um, we're, we're returning to normality, and this announcement from the governor's office is going to be a breath of fresh air for pretty much everybody. Really the light at the end of the tunnel. Dana Haynes, thank you very much for joining us. This is the first time on Portland's Afternoon News. We're happy to have you. I'm, I'm glad to do it. We'll have more with Dana Haynes next week, Friday at this time. Also, you can check out our new featured page at kxl.com, and make sure you check out portlandtribune.com as well.